I have to be delusional enough to think people are going to listen to this. It's thunderstorming outside. There's lightning. Hit me with it. Come on. How smart can you be when you have huge mantids? Okay, he, him. Go put your pronouns and go sit in the corner. I'll take care of this. It's just common sense. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today, Mr. Lemming? I am doing great, Kamina. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm sure everyone listening is just, oh, 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 so excited for this one. So maybe for those who are in the sad state of mind where they don't know who you are, could you give a brief, brief introduction about who you are and what you talk about on Twitter? I will definitely do that, but first (laughs) I got to ask you a question. Okay. How many of your podcast guests have bullied you getting on the podcast? How many have sent a meme army at you to get on the podcast? None. Completely (laughs) unique. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Team Lemming really hit you hard there. So, yeah, I'm Lemming. I think everybody knows who I am because I've been posting Lemmings all over the jungle. Started in the jungle back August 2021. I was doing my own thing and kind of just, you know, lurking around the jungle while trying to start a lucrative toy business that didn't work. It kind of just carried on until Bowtie Bankers... I don't know if you know who that roach is. He uh, snubbed me in the March Madness tourney and turned me full heel. And that's when I really became Lemmings and started trolling pretty much everybody in the jungle. And uh, that's kind of how I was for a while. I'm still kind of a troll, but, you know, I work. I actually try to work on some Wi-Fi stuff on the side. Why do you think bankers left you out of the March Madness tournament? You know, I've been trying to figure that out for like two years. Uh, it's probably because he actually didn't know who I was, but... We really built the story up that, you know, he's just a roach and he is a roach. (laughs) And I actually was mad at him for a long time. I was trolling every single one of Banker's tweets for probably the entire March Madness tournament. That's a lot of tweets. We tried that. I mean, by we, I mean me. He was just getting attacked for months and months on end uh, until my account kind of like deleted. Then when we came back, I, I kind of started it up again and then his account got deleted. So. And now he's he's disappeared. He he left and he was supposed to do March Madness again this year. And we're all waiting to see if he cuts me out again. But he's currently rugged, I think. Nobody nobody's heard of him or seen him in a while. The March Madness was one of the best ideas I've seen. I was lucky enough to be in the tournament, no big, but I went out, I think, in the first round because I got memed out. I just I couldn't compete with um who was it? Bowtied scapegoat. He just, he he deserved it. He deserved it. He, I didn't do anything. Goat's my assistant now. (laughs) He's your assistant and your, your banker hating endeavors or your Wi-Fi endeavors. No, no. So when I fired bankers, because bankers was making me memes for a little while, but it was practically impossible to get bankers to give me consistent memes. I mean, I wasn't paying him. That's probably the reason. (laughs) So now goat, goat really believes in me, I feel. And so he's been making me all these AI memes that I've been attacking the jungle with. Oh, oh. And the man doesn't sleep. I'll tell the man at 2 a.m., hey, I need a warrior lemmings. Two minutes later, I got eight of them. Then I'll be writing a sub stack, like, hey, I need like a sad lemmings. Two minutes later, I got eight sad lemmings. I'm like, thanks, goat. And then what for you, I was like, hey, we're going hard on Commodore. I'm going to need as many Halloween lemmings as possible. And we need like 10 people to post these. And he delivered. Here I am on the podcast, so... The AI lemmings are hilarious. I don't even know what a lemming is. I still don't. Is it actually lemmings? I'm lemmings, but 
there are lemmings and then there's me i'm lemmings and i am a lemming i don't know how to explain it you would have to ask fighter for some reason one day he started calling me lemmings and started tweeting lemmings and he's you know talking crap to lemmings so i just made myself lemmings you are the plural form of lemming i I guess you could say that yeah well i feel like it's more like my name i'm lemmings the lemming got it got it got it got it got it so you're you're like a school of fish you know (laughs) i am yes i'm a school of lemmings and i don't know what a lemming is either honestly it's some sort of rodent apparently that's what the ai keeps producing well, other than it's a rodent, yeah. Apparently, they commit like mass suicide, but according to Wikipedia, that's a myth. But there's also like the 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 thing where you know lemmings are like scared people, whatever, blah blah blah. Actually, fun fact is, I was watching like a a podcast a while ago, and some guy was covered up in tattoos, and they asked him, "Oh, what?" And he was also a bodybuilder. They're like, "Why are you so jacked? Why do you have all these tattoos?" And he's like, "Well, I don't want to be a lemming." And since he said that, I made that my my animal character. I've never heard this reference. I don't know this word. I've never been called a lemming, but I think it fits. <laughs> it seems to be working so far. Yeah, it definitely works. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be not an animal. I, I needed to be an animal. You know, bowtie fighter. I tell bowtie fighter all the time. He's not a real bowtie because he's a fighter. You know, it's not an animal. An animal. Do you know what my name is? It's commoner. Yeah, it's, it's not an animal. We're in a jungle. There's no commoners in the jungle. I mean, there's probably no lemmings in the jungle. Like, where can I find a lemming? In the sewers? <laughs> I'm not a rat. You just, oh, what an insult. You just called me a rat. According to Wikipedia, again, they're like northern rodents from the cold. I guess they live underground, whatever. They squeak. There's not much about lemmings. No one really knows who they are. No one really knows who I am. I think I know where you're from. Who they are? <laughs> uh, redacted all right so maybe we should talk about wi-fi money what do you think or, or we could continue to discuss the natural habitat of the lemming but and they also have this myth that is not proven that they commit mass suicide where does i'm wondering where the myth originated from but anyway yes, so I'll, I'll tell you according to wikipedia i mean you're gonna have to reference this after let's do all the fact checking there's a documentary, we'll just say in the 80s, where a bunch of lemmings, like, you know, like a natural geographic, a bunch of lemmings jumped off a cliff and committed mass suicide. But according to, to Wikipedia, it was like staged. They actually forced the lemmings to jump off and kill themselves for the video. So they being scientists? They being the documentary people. The documentary people convinced a group of rodents to run off the edge of a cliff. Yeah, you should. Do you have a Jamie? Do you have a Jamie like Joe Rogan? You should pull up the video. <laughs> pull up the video at this point, and then you can see the lemmings jump off the cliff. I've seen it myself. How do they convince a rodent, though? Like they just ushered it? They kind of just pushed them to the edge and then made it look like they were willingly running off the side? Well, you're going to have to see the video. It's just <laughs> they just show the, the lemmings jumping off the cliff and dying. I mean, maybe they got a lion to, to scare them off. Maybe they just drove their car and herded them, like you said, as a school of lemmings off the cliff. Wow. Okay. That's not why you chose lemming at all. You chose lemming because of a, a tattooed bodybuilder referenced it. Yes. His name was Scott. And then it just had the lucky coincidence of having the myth of being mass suicidal. Yeah. Well, he said he did. I mean, when you think that's how lemmings, that's how lemmings is like the insult, right? 
okay. call people a lemming because they go along with the flock and the flock goes to their death, right? Oh, okay. I like that. that so he said he didn't want to be a lemming. He got all these tattoos. He was a bodybuilder. He didn't want to be a lemming. So he didn't want to live like lemmings, you know, but it's actually a myth. I mean, they're still rodents, but this podcast is awesome. So <laughs> <laughs> I've never spent the first 12 minutes talking about the life of a rodent, but to each their own. Perhaps I that think we should... the animal origin is important since we're <laughs> in the jungle. You're making me want to change my entire brand, but I don't even know what animal I would pick now. And I'm just like, I'm commoner. I'm just that dork in the corner, you know? That's. I was going to say, I'm lemming, you're commoner. It's kind of the same thing, except I'm an animal. You're actually an animal, though. I am not an animal. <laughs> I did kind of miss the assignment. I did not read the prompt correctly. That's how I took it anyway. I mean, there's no real rules in the jungle. Oh, man. Bowtie fighter. Who else we got? Bowtie farmer. Sales guy. Bowtie hitman. These people aren't animals. So you wrote this Substack about Wi-Fi money. It was called Annual Review 2022. Everything you tried to do in 2022, the successes and the failures. First off, what grade would you give yourself for your Wi-Fi money adventures in 2022? Looking back at how I was working, how dedicated I was, I don't know, C or less. Okay, okay. And the title of the Substack was Total Failure, so <laughs> I don't think there were too many successes. So can you tell people about how you got started and what was so unsuccessful? Yeah, so like I said, I joined in 2021. I was lurking around. Those are the those are the good old days when Ox had like three thousand followers. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make Wi-Fi money. I didn't want to just be part of the Twitter community. So I'm like, okay, what am I gonna do? Uh, I have to try something. I think I read Bowtie Bull's Substack where he said people are doing anything. They're flipping shoes. They're flipping this or something. I'm like, oh, okay, what's this this flipping stuff? So there was a guy on Twitter. I kept seeing his name. It was like Jerry Lou or something. Bowtie Farmer. That was his name. He hates that guy. <laughs> he had a group, of, a toy flipping group. And a lot of people actually were successful. Credit to the guy. And he was posting his numbers too about flipping books. So I bought his course. Once you get in the course, once you get the course, there's like an upsell. You get to join the private discord. Then when you join the private discord, there's another upsell. And you have to buy the private book list. So within like 10 minutes, I'm already in like 600 bucks. Start, I was just into books. So I was following the book list. You got to go on like eBay, look for these books. It kind of sucks. Then you, you flip them, sell them on Amazon. And actually pretty quickly, I had made like money. So I was like, well, this, this works. Uh, but I joined in Q4. So in Q4, everybody's talking about Q4. What's Q4? It's basically people buy and hoard toys. Mm. Low lives. <laughs> Raid, Walmart, Kmart, Best Buy, Amazon. They got bots buying PlayStation 5s, Xboxes, just coming to their house, just hoarding these toys so that they could sell them at double for Christmas. So I immediately thought, I'm going to do that too. <laughs> I want a piece of that pie. So in the chat, they were they were uh, they would post what toys are like guaranteed based off their numbers. There's a whole system. You use like Keepa. You see how it sold last year. You see how it's trending. See how much is in stock, how much will be out of stock. Every, they would post what's going to sell. So instead of doing like my actual own research, I was just buying everything they said would sell. Mm. So I had pretty much moved on from books because, you know, doing books is taking a lot of work. You got to go, like I said, you got to go on eBay. Mm -hmm. You got to find 
books. You, you order a book off eBay. It says it's in perfect condition. When it shows up to your house, every single page is highlighted. It's post-its. The binding's ripped off. I'm like, this, this sucks. But if you buy the toys brand new from Amazon, you know you're getting a brand new toy from Amazon. So I was just putting my money into toys, like fully, fully doing what they said. My apartment's filling up with toys. The living room's got boxes fucking everywhere. <laughs> Miss Lemming was like, what are you doing? Don't worry about it. We're going to be rich, right? <laughs> so I got all these boxes filling up. She's she's like getting angrier by the day, but I'm just seeing dollar signs, right? So the way you do it is you can use Fulfilled by Amazon or Fulfilled by Merchant. I'm not an expert on this. If, you, if anyone wants to learn about flipping toys, they should follow Mahi. So yeah, there's Amazon. So with Amazon, you got to get them in early because they have to process them, put them on their shelves, and then they can sell them to the people. And the good thing with that is you sell them and you get fulfilled by Amazon Prime. So it goes overnight. They deal with the customer service. So if you do fulfilled by merchant, you have to sell, you have to ship it to them yourselves. So I just had all these toys. I got I got like most of them to, to Amazon, but then a lot of them are still in my apartment. And to this day, I still have toys. I have moved. I had to move some of the toys to my house. So yeah, so Amazon started selling all those toys. I started seeing the money finally come back in because I had invested, you know, a certain amount into the toys, into the group, in the Discord, whatever, the, the bots trying to get PlayStation 5s, which I never got. And the money started coming back and it was cool. It's, I mean, at the end of that, I didn't come out positive, but you're still seeing like, you you open up your Amazon thing, you're seeing like, okay, I made $100 today. I'm, I'm sitting at my office at work. Make a hundred dollars today. The next day, I made like three hundred dollars. But it was cool. You, you you start to feel like you're actually running a business. You know, you have to wrap up the toys, put them in the boxes. You got to do it right. You got to print out the shipping labels. You got to drive to fucking UPS at eight in the morning to get make sure the toys get on the truck. So I had to get a dolly. I'm like carting twenty boxes into UPS next to the other people carting in their boxes. But it was pretty fun. And then the fulfilled by merchant was cool too because. You, you would buy toys, you would list them immediately and people could buy them immediately. So I remember I bought six My Little Ponies and this totally like shocked me. I bought I bought these My Little Ponies for a certain price. I listed them. Then I think I went to like the store. While I'm at the store, I get a notification that every single one was bought for double the price. Mm. Just completely unprepared. I was like, wow. So I had to go to another store, buy a bunch of boxes, buy all the, like, the, the stuff to just pack them up go right back to my house. I packed them all up, shipped them out overnight. It was, it was cool. I guess I felt like, you know, an entrepreneur, if that's what you want to call it. Right. So yeah, the toy thing kept going, but I was going to leave the country for a few weeks come Christmas. The toys kept selling even when I was out of the country, which was cool, but I ended up being out for like a month and I had gotten covid so i couldn't get back into the united states i was basically trapped in the third world i was looking for a way out because those people work hard you know they, they're going mm -hmm. to stores they're looking for stuff they're sourcing new toys i was just buying whatever people told me to buy i wasn't mm -hmm. putting in the work you know mm -hmm. so i mean looking back i think i was just looking for a way out but i justified stopping because i was i was seeing the future i didn't want to keep packing all these boxes right for mm -hmm. products that weren't even mine if I had my own product, I, I would love to do that, right? But mm -hmm. I didn't want to keep sourcing stuff. I don't want to keep going to stores. Not that I know anything about scale, but I, I, had it, I couldn't see how it would scale without me constantly spending time in Walmart. And I'm like, this is just not something I want to do. This, if this is what it takes, then this is not for me. 
in this toy business. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to be packing up stuff like this anymore. Like I said, I still have toys in my, in my house. I know I owe Bowtide Farmer a swimming pool. I got four swimming pools in my basement. They weigh like 50 pounds and I have a lot of stairs commoner. I have a lot of stairs, <laughs> right? So I had to lug these four boxes up. And that was a funny story too, because Miss Lemming, when we were at the, the apartment, right? She, I was buying all these toys and she came in one day and she saw four swimming pools there. And she's like, there's no way, there's no way these are our pools. <laughs> so uh, she went up or left or whatever the next day. And then I, I was thinking, yes, she probably didn't see these pools. So I'm going to go down there and get them before she sees them and like gets mad or whatever. I had to carry in these pools. They're so heavy all the way up the stairs. We were on the third floor. And then she came back like last that that night she's like i could not believe i was like i did not think these are your people <laughs> thank god for that people are actually having a lot of success in it. like i said mahi was in the same group as me and farmer and he was kind of like quiet he wasn't he wasn't like me i guess but he was just slowly grinding i remember he was stocking up on books and then i don't know where i put two and two together that he was mahi and now he's doing like 100k a month and we started at the same time. So I kind of like beat myself up over it. He's a killer. He is a killer. Yeah. I don't think that you should hold yourself to that standard though. Some people are just crazy good at like random things like this. And he figured it yeah. out. I don't, well, I would not want to do the toy flipping business. No way. But for me, I thought I have this strange delusion that I am also good. Just a little. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I start and stop. I don't see why there's any difference between me and Mahi. We started at the same time. We were probably buying the same stuff. He just probably actually learned the process where I was just aping into everything, right? I think I have unrealistic standards for myself, maybe. I think that the toy flipping business, as you have described it, seems pretty undesirable long-term. Like, I think it's a great place to start, perhaps, to understand, like, how to fulfill on Amazon. Like, I don't know how to do any of that. I've never tried to flip things like that. I know people who flip Legos on eBay. I know people who flip like fancy coins on eBay. Yeah, those are all the same roaches from my my private Discord. <laughs> yeah. Always posting the coins. They're always post Legos are huge. Yeah, they'll buy like these giant bags of Legos and pick out like one or two valuable ones or something and sell those. I know someone who made like 30 grand doing that as a kid, but that's just not me either. You can make a lot of money doing pretty much anything. You just have to stick to it. At least that's what I'm seeing. But a uh, funny story. I meant to go back to the My Little Ponies. So I had bought the six, right? Uh -huh. And then I sold them instantly. So then I bought six more instantly. And they came to my house. The second batch that came to my house, one of the toys was completely destroyed. So I was like, oh. And then um, I listed those to sell. They sold immediately. But this time, they were across the country. I hadn't learned yet the shipping costs. So I didn't adjust my Amazon shipping to, to ship it across the country. So I had to pay like the full cost of the My Little Ponies and more. I actually lost money to ship them across the country. I was like, just things you learn. Totally. I would never have known that. And yeah. it's trial by fire. Yeah. So when you get your e-commerce business set up, be careful. Right. Think about shipping. <laughs> you don't think about that when you built the store. So, but I think it sounds like you learned a ton. That's how I see the positive. I, I did learn a lot. I learned that, you know, how to 
You have to actually store inventory. You have to get supplies to send it out. You have to understand the shipping. Amazon is a nuisance to deal with. They don't care if your toys get lost in the ether. So I did learn a lot. And like I said, it was fun. I have no regrets. And now since I have so many extra toys, I've just been giving them to uh, my my nieces and nephews. Aww. They're always happy. You know, they always, there's always a new toy for them to get. So I'm basically Santa Claus now. So going forward, what's the next plan then? Coming from what you've learned, where do you think you'll go next? Because it doesn't sound like you're going to give up. No. So, well, this was this was almost a year ago now, over a year ago. So I had stepped after that. I came back from the third world. <laughs> we'll say <laughs> I got back into the country. The toy business kind of fizzled out. It was still selling for the rest of the year, and I wasn't doing anything. So I think it, by the end of it, it was, I think it was like. 12 grand maybe i don't know what i wrote in the subsect that's uh, a lot of money to me <laughs> that seems I, I, like very successful you might have to edit that we have to have to fact check that <laughs> okay because like i said it's the people posting like even mahi at least he admits it he'll say oh i did 100k in sales this month but what if it took him 90k just to just to do that mm -hmm. right so he only made 10k but mahi probably made more money i'm just using the example right right, right. so by the end of it i think i broke even but after that, I came back, like I said, this was a year ago, and I was I was looking for the next thing. I had seen a lot of Bowtie Gollum stuff, and he was big into NFTs. So I started reading his his Substack. He talks about, you know, how to get into NFTs, how to buy your first NFT, blah, blah, blah. It was just like the toy business, you, you except it was way better, way more lucrative, and way more sketchy. So it was literally like the wild, wild west. It's so degenerate that it was just so much fun. But... There, there seem to be like two strategies in, in uh, NFTs where you can like, they call it sniping, right? So you're looking at OpenSea. They look at OpenSea, they see an NFT for a certain amount and they see that the project's trending up, right? So you buy at a certain price, maybe a few hours later, it's up like 0.2 ETH, which could be 600 bucks back then. So within two hours, just by pressing buttons, you can make 600 bucks profit. Yeah. That's, that's, Already way better than the toy business. The degenerate I am, I was instantly hooked. It was not really like I was making money because it was all tied up in ETH and I wasn't cashing out or doing anything. So I just kept buying these things. And then the other strategy is you, you learn about projects and you follow these projects. And if, if they're good, you get them before they mint, right? Mm -hmm. so, so if they mint at like 0 0.08 ETH and if it's a good project, everybody buys. Within an hour, those 0 0.08 can go up to one ETH. And wow. We've seen this happen. But like the same thing with, with toys, I was kind of just aping into what Gollum said or what other people said without really doing too much research because anybody who's into NFTs, I don't know if they like that space because you have to like join the Discord. Yep. Everybody's Discord. I really hate Discord. Everybody's <laughs> got a Discord. So <laughs> join the Discord. Let's do this. So... You go on the Discord, they're giving these updates. I don't care about the updates. I don't care about the games. I don't even care about the project. I just care about the money. If it's not legit, it seems spammy. You, you leave the project. But if it seems legit, it seems like they care about the, the you know the owners of the NFT, care about the project. It's actually like going to do well. So for a lot of those, I was just, like I said, I was really kind of following Gollum and just aping into the projects and buying like certain amount of NFTs. So I think Bull was saying like you, you buy at a certain amount and you sell at double 
that is like the basic rule of NFTs. You buy a certain amount, sell it double to completely de-risk, you get all your coins back, right? And then anything you make from there, it's just profit. Mm -hmm. So I was doing that and I, and I was, I mean, for me, I was up like a lot of money. I don't know if I should say it on the podcast. I mean, I wrote it in the stack, but I was like really degening into this. So I, I think I put in, ugh, you might have to edit this out, but I was putting in, I put in like, I think 17 like grand worth of ETH into NFTs. And this must've been when NFTs were like super, super like booming because right, right. I, w I went on a, another trip, short trip. And while I was at the trip, that 17 grand had gone like over worth over 50 grand. <gasps> I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be fucking, I don't know if I can swear in your podcast, yeah. but I'm going to be fucking rich. <laughs> I was like getting so greedy. I, I told Gollum I had I had bought something for one ETH and it went to eight ETH within like a week. And he tried to tell me to sell. I'm like, Gollum, I'm not going to sell. It's going to go to 20 ETH bag. We're going to, I'm going to be rich. I didn't sell. I didn't sell a lot of my NFTs and, uh, I, I wrote in the stack that I made the mistake. I was so pumped up that I told Miss Levy, I'm like, look at this. You see all these these cartoons I've been looking at? Well, they're actually hundreds of dollars. And I've invested this amount. And now it's this amount. And she's like, wow. I swear to God, two weeks later, everything crashed. It like all came back down. I watched everything I had just just plummet back down and I had taken all my ETH at the time and just put it into NFTs. I was like, this is awesome. So I think I, I haven't checked in a while because it's just so depressing. It's like, <laughs> it's horrible. I think some of the, but some of the good projects are still pretty stable. They're not, I didn't lose too much on those. So I think I'm back down to like the worth I was before as far as ETH goes, but ETH also went down. Right. So I'm definitely down big or down bad as as bankers would say <laughs> um but yeah so once that started happening once it seemed like you couldn't make crazy money you know we're in a i don't really know the terminology we're in a what is it bear market right um you know nfts weren't going as crazy i kind of you know stopped plus it's pretty irresponsible of me i mean i was putting like work bonuses into uh <laughs> into buying ETH to just buy NFTs to sell the NFTs to hopefully get rich it was really fun I gotta be careful though because uh, you know it's basically gambling yeah so I you can don't see how it's addicting yeah I didn't put any of my actual salary into it but I was putting bonuses into it and some people I don't know some people lost so much money in it but I was just seeing it as kind of as you know I won't go beyond this amount of right. money and then when it started crashing, I was, it was good. It was good that it crashed because then I was like, okay, I got, I got to get out of this. I got to stop. It's hard to not want to jump in when you see people buy pictures of rocks and make hundreds of thousands of dollars. You're like, oh, that's so, it's, they just bought a JPEG. Like I can do that. So I completely understand. And I know my friends from college who would be scrolling OpenSea in the middle of class, like trying to find things that would pop off. In exactly the same way. I just, 
I'm so risk averse. I had no idea what was good and what wasn't. So I didn't, but I mean, I was drawn to it. it was, the idea was exciting. <laughs> oh, it was so exciting. Especially if you just bring in a toy business, which you're in your apartment at one in the morning. Totally. Sawing cardboard boxes. <laughs> To make them the right fit so amazon doesn't charge you then you have to wake up six hours later to bring them to ups just to send them to amazon to hope to make a profit with nfts you can make six hundred dollars within a few clicks yeah it's, it was awesome i was scrolling pretty much constantly at work always looking for nfts i'm pretty sure if the it company at my job looked up my browser history it was just open c <laughs> not even work related but so coming out, so you did toys, you did NFTs, you had very high highs, very low lows. What do you think's the next plan then? Yeah, so I, I came off the toys. That kind of showed me what it takes to do a real business. Then I did NFTs. That kind of showed me why you need a real business before you start doing crypto. Because mm -hmm. unlike me, Bowtie Gollum told me that he had a, a few successful businesses. So crypto was kind of like a hobby. I mean, NFTs are kind of like a hobby for him. Mm -hmm. um, whereas for me, I didn't have a second income. I was using my actual income to go into NFTs, which just goes against like the basic principles, right? So I at that point, I, I that was after March Madness. I'm still bitter about that, bankers. <laughs> So that was that was after that. During the the NFTs, I was kind of looking for the next thing, and so I thought, you know, I'm a smart guy. Why don't I just start coding? <laughs> just start coding. No coding experience. Um, I mean, that's not true. I had tried to learn like Python. I had done some cybersecurity stuff. I got a, a small certification once for like a cybersecurity thing. So like, I kind of really liked it. Um, I liked cybersecurity. Coding is a completely different beast. Mm. Um, but learning Python is cool. So, I, I, you know, I was just kind of coding, you know, in my spare time. I was trying to make a SaaS, right? Software as a service. Uh, I had bought another course that showed me that you don't have to be a genius to make a SaaS. Um, but you kind of do. You kind of need to be pretty smart to do it. But they got me with the marketing. They said, you know, you don't gotta be, you don't have to be smart. You just gotta be, you know, a good, basically a good manager. And you can hire people to code. So I went with that, but I still wanted to know how to code because I wanted to actually know how the stuff was working. Mm -hmm. So I, I bought that course and then I bought another course. And the other course was like a follow-along to build a SaaS. So I followed that on for like a few months. Uh, at that time I was doing Lent too. Uh with Miss Lemming, right? Where we weren't drinking because I was kind of drinking a lot. Mm. Um, farmer says, I'm an alcoholic in the making. I don't know, farmer. I don't know. Maybe I am. But at the time, I was kind of drinking a lot. So we did Lent. We gave it up for 40 days, whatever. You know how Lent is. So I had to fill in the time. We're not going out on the weekends. Mm -hmm. We're not really going to restaurants because usually drink at restaurants, right? Mm -hmm. So I was kind of just coding, doing the SAS thing. It's kind of cool just to see how you could, you know, build this thing up. But it was a follow-along course. It's not like I was building it to sell it. Um, so at the end of that, I was, I was like, okay, I, I don't think I can do this. Like, but but if you code long enough, it kind of teaches you this a little bit above a mindset where if you come to a roadblock, 
when you're coding, you can either stop or you just keep Googling for the answer, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is not working. Why? So you go like no problem in coding, at least the stuff I was doing has been unsolved, right? Maybe there's some problems, but like I'm talking about like errors, mm -hmm. small mm -hmm. errors in the code. So you, you just kind of keep, you have to Google it to, to find out, to, to fix the project or else you're just stuck. And it's, it's, it's kind of like some, it's kind of like a, a mindset thing that people could actually like benefit from where they hit these roadblocks and they, they either just stop and it's painful. It's, it's really painful in coding. It's less painful. Like in my day job, if I reach mm -hmm. a roadblock, like you just get so pissed because you're writing and then, then the thing's just not, not working, not starting. You're like, you're like, why God, why is this doing this? I remember one time I, I was like stuck on something for like a day. I reached out to devil. It was either devil or pickle. I think it was devil. Like, Hey man, I, I don't know how to do this. So he started like, he started looking at some of the code stuff too. We we're both looking at it. And then by the end of it, I was like, devil, I'm sorry. It was just like, a variable error which is the basics in coding right he's like ah uh, gets everybody every time you know so <laughs> i had just i kept doing that and then by the end you know i made the sas whatever hosted it on whatever amazon thing you know followed the course and i had i was like there's just no way there's no way i can do this um as far as coding goes there's, there's just no way i'm not really super i'm not a coder i'm not i'm not like mm -hmm. that um so at that point i was just like wow what do i what do i do now and um i think at the time the jungle was uh kind of becoming toxic mm. like really toxic like i'm a troll and i make fun of people but i feel like i'm not toxic maybe some, <laughs> maybe some people would disagree i know i know goat thinks i'm hilarious i know greasy grizzle thinks i'm hilarious i know fighter thinks i'm hilarious but some people think i'm serious right <laughs> But for me, like the toxic stuff, I'm sure, you know, there's like yeah. drama going on. People, you know, per people like faking their stuff or talking smack about ball or talking smack about other people. It's just kind of like lame. Like this is this is rough. So I just deleted my account or deactivated my account. I'm like, I'm done <laughs> going back to my normal life. I'm OK. I'll, you know, I'll make it in the real world. No more Wi-Fi money for me. I'll just. You know, I got a, I got a good life. You know, I got a good job. God, it makes me kind of <laughs> sick to say this. But, I, you know, it might right now. It's not like I have any issues. It's like I wrote in the stack. I don't have, like, press deep desires, even though I say I want to be rich. It's not like this engraved desire, at least at that time, right, to just work, 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 and make as much money as possible. It's not, like, deeply engraved. It's kind of like... Oh, you go in and then someone pisses you off at work and you're like, I got to get out of here. And your only options are a new job, which is the exact same thing as your current job, or you start a business and make some Wi-Fi income, right, to escape completely. Mm -hmm. But it, it wasn't like, I was never like, you know, I was middle class growing up and never like poor or anything. I never, I never lacked for anything, right? Mm -hmm. So, so like, okay, deleted my account. I was still kind of, I deactivated. I was still kind of lurking, checking how things are going, but I kind of got into a dark spot. I was like, we started, I guess, drinking again. And it actually, it did get kind of worrisome where I actually reached out to farmer, like, Hey man, maybe I, maybe I do kind of have a problem, but uh, 
because you know like usually it's you drink on the weekdays then mm -hmm. it starts going to like thursday and it starts getting to like wednesday then you come home tuesday you're pissed off about work you're like oh god you know so yep. you're driving home on the highway like man i could use a, a glass of red wine right now so it got kind of low and um i mean i don't know what prompted me to come back i think you know, after being a month away and just spending time with just normal people, people that uh, I don't want to talk down on normal people, but they just don't think like people in the jungle think. Right. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know if it's I don't know how to explain it. I'm sure you know what I mean, but you just you go to the office. They're talking about like, you know, you watched the game yesterday. No. Yep. hundred percent. Do you watch the hockey game? Yes. No. Did you watch this? Yes. And like, I don't watch sports. Like, you don't watch any sports. I mean, I watch UFC, but nobody, nobody watches UFC other than in the office. Like, oh, I don't watch that. I haven't watched since like Chuck Liddell fought. And they're like, oh, all right, whatever. And then I don't know what else it is. You know, people just complain. They're like, oh, you know, this isn't going right for me. Uh, I have people under me too that complain like, oh, you know, I could do. I should be paid better or whatever. I'm just, oh, just save me from this misery. <laughs> um, like, it's just like people complaining but not taking responsibility, which I was doing myself a little bit in the Wi-Fi business side, right? Not like complaining, but saying like, not doing my best and just being, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I was really getting sick of regular people. So I, I got to go back to the job. So I re they <clears throat> man I need some water or something. So lemming was completely deactivated. It was it was gone too long, and so I had to re recreate it. it. Started with zero, and um I think around that time maybe the time frame's not perfect, but who's counting, Kamana? Who's counting? <laughs> so it was it was uh like that summer. Uh, I'm looking for my next thing. I'm looking at my next thing. So I had followed Tetra. I liked his writing a lot. It was very matter of fact. I liked how everything he did was completely actionable. Mm -hmm. You know, so he wrote in a way that I liked. He wrote actionable steps. And then he'd sprinkle in some motivational stuff like, you know, every now and then don't be a little bitch, basically. <laughs> so I was like, man, this guy's pretty good at his, his, his substack's pretty good and i had actually tried some seo a few years before but for me it seemed like completely like they call it black hat and white hat before it had seemed so black hat to me that i just didn't want to do it i don't want to get into all this sketchy business they call it, there's like i don't know if you know about seo but there's like yeah. mm -hmm. where people like buy domains and websites to boost up their websites mm -hmm. rankings by linking to them and they're i don't know i just didn't like how it felt too sketchy to actually rank on Google. But when I started reading Tetra, he was saying that all those sketchy ways are kind of gone. I mean, they're still there. Everybody still does them. But if you want a legitimate long-term business, you have to do it, you know, the right way. Yeah, people still buy links, but buying links isn't as sketchy, I guess, to me. Maybe it is a little bit, but it just seemed more legit seem more white hat seem more possible to actually accomplish in the way he was writing he explained it out perfectly so i said okay i'm just gonna start a, a affiliate marketing website i got nothing else going on um so i just i immediately just started and 
you know, everybody says, just start, just start. So I just literally just started. I bought a domain. I just picked a random name and I just, just started immediately. You know, I just, was reading his articles. I've been posting that. So that's my current venture now still is the affiliate marketing website. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I guess that started in July, 2022. And yeah, I was just been, I have been grinding on it since. I think it's a great story. The whole thing. I think it's very admirable to be so honest about it. And this is realistic. This is a lot of people listening to this can relate to what you just described. But I think what is unrelatable is the fact that you keep going. Like you tried this, didn't work, tried this, didn't work, tried this. And like you keep putting your name in the hat. And that's very admirable. People in my life that now are aware that I do this, just very close to me, they want to get it in too. They want to start. But going from zero to one is so freaking hard. Like it is so hard and you have to go down so many rabbit holes. You have to go try different niches. You have to write different stuff. Like I started writing, (laughs) helping people get into college. That's why my name was Commoner to get help on the common app essay. And I tried to sell that in the jungle with a bunch of 35 year old guys that hated the idea of college and thought it was a scam. So that was option (laughs) one. Geniuses. (laughs) That was my option one. That didn't work. And I'm like, what else do I freaking know? I'm 21. I don't know anything of value to assist anyone. So I started making memes on Photoshop and I started um, drawing things for people. And I sold like two memes for 80 bucks a piece. And I was like, I'm freaking rich. I'm in my college apartment. (laughs) I'm like, this is, I'm going to be so rich when I grow up. And then (laughs) one day I had this kooky idea to model how many people were going to be on DGen Island. This Excel file, like I know how to use Excel, like it's not that hard. And then I just talked over it for two minutes. Like I did three takes, no script, just mad libbed on top of this video. And people who listening may or may not be aware of it. Bowtie Bull finds it and makes this huge deal about it. And suddenly I go from 200 followers to a thousand in a period of four hours. I had no idea what was going on. And suddenly I'm making videos. Like you just have to try stuff. You have to, all those crackhead ideas, you have to put your name in the hat. That's like what I have really, really learned from this. You have no idea where it's going to go. And people give up a month in. And I've been doing YouTube for six or seven months, hardcore now. I'm still not making any money, but I am, I'm growing. I'm like, I'm confident in my direction. Like I have a path forward. But it's so freaking hard to go from zero to one. Yeah. And I want to make this a point for anybody listening is that I'm not like super disciplined. I don't have a schedule. Fighter makes fun of me. Even with all the random stuff like the the blue blockers, you know, the morning routine, all that crap. That's not me. Mm -hmm. I'm not disciplined. I wake up late. I I almost was late for this podcast. I'm like, God, I got to (laughs) go. a podcast right i'm crawling out of bed Uh, you know i have to kick my way off i gotta kick the sheets off me or like just drag myself you know i'm not disciplined so you know i have always have less time than i want to work on my business and i go to work and everyone says oh well you should you should be doing this stuff at your job i mean I, i do a little bit here and there but for the part i don't work on my business at my job right and then when i come back home usually i'm like 
amped up to work on it. So after work, I, you know, I put in like an hour, two hours. I'm not doing crazy hours on this. There are people that are way better than me. Like Bowtie Grappler has, he said mm-hmm. that he's posted over a hundred articles since he started one article a day or something. I'm like, dude, that's not me. I, I, I mean, I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm, working, I'm trying to work my way up there. I'm trying to get away from the mindset of do everything right right now like i want results right now i want to get everything right now i'm trying to get away from that and move toward more towards the marathon mindset where it's just going to take forever when i started this 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 website i was i just told myself okay we're going to do this for a year right and if if nothing happens the only it doesn't matter then if nothing happens it's fine i did it for a year straight mm-hmm. i did a year off into something else i didn't stop I kept it going at whatever pace I could keep it going, right? But I just wanted to commit to something for a year to see if I could get good at it, to see if I could actually improve it, right? And like you said, you know, you just have to keep, you have to keep trying, but at, and it's not just keep trying, it's, it's keep going. Mm -hmm. You're, you're going to be successful in your videos and, you know, your, whatever else you do, your videos, your podcast, because you're going to keep going, right? Mm -hmm. Your views are getting more and more too. I mean, that's that's the hope, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree with you. It's it's so hard, but then and then once it's like to go from zero to one is so hard. But then you're like, once you're three months in, you're like zero to one was not hard. So <laughs> the hard the hard part is going from zero to one every single day forever, yeah. forever. Yes, I that is so so true. And you have these thoughts like is this a waste of my time? Like, if I, am I going to work on this for what a year now, two years now, and it's never going to come, come to fruition. And that's a, that's a dark thought <laughs> when you're, you're editing a video or writing an article at 11 PM on a Tuesday after you worked a whole day and you're like, wow, I hope this works. And eventually you just have to have the self-confidence as Ox would say, the delusional self-belief that it will work It's a paradox. If you don't believe it will work, you won't start. If you don't start, you'll never do it. And you just have to get out of this because I completely agree with you when you're in your career in the office, it is so bleak. And (laughs) I work with some very like wealthy people that have been doing this for 20 years and they're very important and senior in the company and they're still concerned with office politics. Like they're still concerned about who said what, what happened here. And that is not my idea of success. I don't want to be 40 years old and making 500 grand a year, but still worried about X, Y, and Z in the office. Like that is not the dream. I just can't, I can't do it. And you wrote in your Substack article that being a normie, but not knowing of a better life is better than being a jungle member who knows, but fails anyway, or it doesn't even try. Like that is so true. There's a switch that has been flipped and there is no going back. And you're going to go the rest of your life, me too, if I don't make this work, knowing what could have been. Because there's so many people around me that are doing it and are being successful. And that's why I think I will never stop. And that is the beauty of the community of the jungle. Like you have real life examples of people who are making it work that are in very similar situations to you and you don't have the excuse anymore. And that's why it's going to work, I think. Yeah. And there are people who have it much harder than us that are doing yeah. way better than us. Exactly. It's, but it is true. I, I do believe that it's once you take 
the quote unquote red pill, it's so hard to go back. You can't go back because now you know what could have been, you know what you can do, you know what's possible. And if you make money online, even a little bit, right? Like I've made some money this year. Mm -hmm. So you know, you can do it. The question is, do you, do you want to do it? Do you want to get up and do it every day? You know, it's possible. You see people doing it. Ever since I started the Substack, everyone's saying, oh, you're such a good writer, blah, blah, blah. Then I know I have a skill mm-hmm. that I cannot monetize, right? So it's, you can't go back. It's tough. So back to your point about the people making 500K that are still worried about office politics. In my eyes, those people must not be financially free. They must be cash broke or something. Because how could you possibly care about, you know, shit like that in the office? Like drama, basically, yeah. literally drama. Yeah, I completely agree with you that I don't, I don't want to be like that either. And I, I mean, I just don't want to have to answer to someone forever. I don't want to have to answer that HR forever. I don't want to have these performance or one-on-one reviews. I just had one this week. You're right though, that being a normie, but not knowing ignorance is bliss. You know, those people think they got it all figured out. God love them. (laughs) I wish I could go back to those days (laughs) where my career is everything, you know? I wish I could go back to those days because now I'm I'm not unhappy, but I'm constantly unsatisfied. <laughs> this is not everything. This is not the end-all, be-all. People at my job talking about, oh, you know, you got a rate, you know, you got potential to be such and such and such and such. I'm like, this is how you think? This is all you see? Yep. This is all you see for yourself? tough it's tough relating to those people anymore and i feel i feel bad because i'm kind of short with these people right Mm -hmm. it's getting worse too they come to me and tell me oh i'm so upset i didn't get my one thousand dollar raise this year i'm like (laughs) my guy my guy (laughs) thousand dollars isn't gonna change your life how do i make you understand this you want twice the responsibility for one to we'll say $5,000 more. Like I'm done explaining it. It's just, yeah. Smile, not agree. Right. Yep. Hey man, better luck next year. You know, I, I don't know what to tell you. Sometimes I wish I hadn't found it so young. Like I wish I hadn't found it in college. Cause maybe I would have had two or three years of just enjoying life a little bit more, but obviously I'm happy. I'm starting early, but don't, don't stop because I did find this earlier. You know, it took me a while took me till that year to really start really start trying i had done random stuff over the years that's kind of, probably kind of why i'm getting so much momentum because i have I've tried more stuff than just beyond that annual review substance right so it's kind of like coming it's all coming together it feels like it's coming together you're the lemmings right it's yep. all coming together now yeah but it's, it's if i had pressed harder sooner i'm not saying i got regret commoner i got no regrets <laughs> But if I had pressed harder sooner, I'd already be a billionaire. <laughs> I'd already be a multi-millionaire. I'd already be free. I know this. And it keeps happening because Mahi is making 100K a month. And he started when I started. We started at the same time. And it keeps pissing me off, Carmen. <laughs> driving me fucking nuts. But anyways. <laughs> so why would you say it's the year of the lemming? You know, that's a great question. That is a great question that everybody keeps asking me. The end of last year, when my dad had passed away. So, uh, yeah, he had passed away. You know, I was there every step of the way. Uh, let me get some water. Yep. No water in this house. 
Outside's no water. Yeah, so he, he that happened. He passed away. And I made I made some promises that I plan on keeping. Where's the water? Where's the water, Commodore? Because <laughs> you know, he was my hero. He did everything for me. He set me up. He gave me this. He gave me the mindset. He gave me the fitness. Even if I never made a dollar in Wi-Fi money, I'm totally all set, right? Because I have a great career. Mm -hmm. I have a great life. You know, I'm grateful for everything I have. Because of my dad, I feel like I've beaten the, the normie game, right? Because mm -hmm. that was his life, too. That's He was a system guy. He believed in the system. It got him out of his situation. So he believed that, you know, people should should get educated, should get a job, should work hard. The only difference is he really loved his job. Whereas my job is, is just a job. Yeah, so that all happens. He got sick again. He, he's been sick for, had been sick for a few years. And then it just all came to head. You know, he passed away within, like within three weeks. He checked into the mm -hmm. hospital. He was gone. About a month later, at most, and I was there every day. We talked every day until he basically couldn't talk anymore. And I just, he just told me to take care of things. So I told him, I will. That's my motivation now. It's not just about me. It's about taking care of his legacy. That turned into going harder and everything. You know, working out all the time, never missing a workout, never complaining about shit because we're still here. We're still alive. And we still get to live. And then, you know, working even harder on the Wi-Fi business because, you know, that's what I want. I've just been firing on all cylinders. You know, and every anytime I get like sad or anxious or whatever, I just think of my dad and, you know, what he was going through and how he was fearless. And so that's where the, the year of the lemmings came in. <laughs> so I don't literally don't know why I just typed year of the lemmings, but that's what it is for me. My mindset is kind of like, Fuck it. If there's an experiment to try, I'm going to try it. So, mm. like, if I have to buy backlinks to see if it makes my website better, I'm not going to hesitate. I'm just going to buy them, right? If mm. I need to learn how to do something, but it's going to cost me $1,200 for a course or whatever, I'm not going to sit on that decision phase. I'm going to buy the course, and I'm going to learn. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's just a totally different mindset. It sucks that this had to happen to make me feel this, right? But this is, this is just how life works, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, dedicated this year to him. The year of the is for him. I have a sinking suspicion that you'll have a lot of people rooting for you when they when they hear this and when they read what you've written because it's incredibly moving and just a great ode to a great man. Can't imagine anything better. I go back and forth with it because... I don't want to. I don't want to get followers or success or something because my dad passed away, right? I yeah. give everything. I give everything back to just see him again. I totally understand what you mean. I just think that you're doing the greatest service you could do. That's what I'm trying to do, anyways. Ironically, he's the first person that told me I was a good writer too. Oh. Yeah. He said you're a good writer, but you know you gotta be careful. It's probably not gonna make too much money as like a journalist or something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I re I relate to the um wanting to just make your dad proud so much. I my dad sacrificed so much for and you're making me choke up, Lemming. <laughs> um, I told you there were gonna be jokes. I, there were gonna be tears. 
Uh, we started the conversation describing the details of the rodent, the lemming, for 20 minutes. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> uh, he did this drive, and he still does it for two hours each way my entire life and, like, sacrificed so much for my family. And, you know. I know. I know, Connor. I know. <laughs> it's funny, too, because um, after he passed... I'll just talk over your tears here. <laughs> After he passed, I I had like put together a big party. All of his like high school friends came over. And they told me when they were all younger, they all used to party together, right? And uh, at some point, my dad stopped partying with them. And they were like, yeah, we were all having fun, whatever. But then your dad, he kind of he kind of broke away from us. Yeah, our group was kind of a bunch of fuck ups. Like, all we wanted to do was party. We're in and out of school. No one was really doing anything. But your dad, he knew what he wanted. He left the group, and then he went and he built a life for himself. And he did what he had to do. And my dad never told me that. He never told me that he pushed anyone away or Mm. went off on his own. So when that guy told me that, I felt, you know, that was pretty powerful. Because I I almost feel like I'm doing the same thing. Totally, totally. But dads are special. They sure are. And mine sure was. Yeah. I'll miss him forever. So what do you have, as I regain my ability to speak, what what do you have in store for the year of the lemming? Just grinding it out? Or do you have any any big plans as well? We have a lot of plans. Team Lemming's got a lot mm-hmm. behind the scenes, Commoner. Okay. So it's, you know, we got some stuff planned. We got some lemming strikes. You know, they're growing bigger. If anyone wants to join the lemming army, DM me. Yeah, so we got that. I got some videos in production. Um, you know, I'm just figuring it out as I go. You know, I didn't think I was going to be on a Common Sense podcast, you know. <laughs> Here I am. I'm a celebrity now. Who really knows who Lemmings is now? Even if they don't follow me, they know who I am. Yep. And so, yeah, just keep keep going hard and uh, never, never waste a single second, basically. Yep. I think that all... Makes a lot of sense to me and I relate entirely. And uh, again, I appreciate hearing the persistence. I think that's very admirable. Yeah, and it's, it feels like it's coming ahead to a head yep. because over since starting the Substack, I've probably made, I've made close to a, like a thousand dollars. You know, it's not much, right? But it's yeah. pretty cool from like SEO writing or writing for other people. But just this past month, I'm at $30 in revenue comedy for my website. $30. It took me seven, seven fucking months to make $30. (laughs) Who's going to do that? No one's going to do that. When you realize that nobody is going to work seven months straight in the red Mm -hmm. before they make $30, you realize that the competition is so low. Yep. So yep. who, who who's going to do that? Name one person that will do that. The way I think about it is like the entire game is so much harder than you ever thought it was, but also nobody else is playing. Yeah. That's how I exactly. frame it. If you ask anybody in real life, anybody, it's, it's almost like I live in two different worlds. It's, it's crazy because my reality is all from Twitter. Yep. When I go into the, the, my normal life and I talk to people, they have they have no idea what you're talking about. It just it's like, am I am I crazy? 
Like, do I live in two different realities? But you're right. No one's playing. No one's playing. And the only it don't the only people that seem like they're playing are like the geniuses on Twitter. But there's right. only like there's only like 13 of them. Right? <laughs> so there's so much cake to be made. And I'm gonna make my piece of cake. And I'm gonna be rich. Yeah, my blood pumping this this morning. Right? Yeah. Well, it's pumping too. I can feel my heart. Yeah. Right through my chest right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was an absolute joy. You didn't think we could hit an hour. And look at I us. Think, <laughs> I know. I'm looking at it right now. Well, I must have been talking a lot because it's been an hour, 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. So for those who are who are listening, where would you like to direct them right now to get more lemmings? Well, if you want to learn more about lemmings in a carefully crafted written format, you can go to bowtie lemming, what is it, substack.com. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to see lemmings in action, trolling, making moves, making tweets, posting alpha, you can go to bowtie. I don't even know what it is. At bowtie lemming. Jeez. sound like one of those guys on like a podcast, you know, at bowtie lemming. <laughs> Send I'm me a DM. You. you need me to write for you. Send me a DM at on Twitter. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Stay tuned. Me and me and uh, Alfred, which is Bowtied Goat, we got a lot planned. We got <laughs> me and Bowtied Halibut. Halibut's one of my big supporters. We're gonna get a yacht together. <laughs> Bowtied Fighter is my enforcer. He's gonna be there. Bowtied Farmer. Boy, he's my ride or die since day one. Me and him have been in the jungle. We got big, big things coming for the honey business. He's going to be rich off of honey. What else we got going on? <laughs> Who else I got? You're not even pretending with the Shout accent anymore. She's the goat. Bowtied Fawn is legit. She's a savage. Who else we got, Commoner? You said Fighter. You said Bernie. I just got a question, Commoner. Are you, are you on Team Lemming now? I am full. I'll start wearing the merch. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Welcome aboard. Welcome <laughs> aboard the yacht. Y-O-T-L. Y-O-T-L. You're the lemons. You should sell merch. Y-O-T-L. Hashtag Y-O-T-L. I um I was actually looking at merch. That's that's part of the year. <laughs> Firing on all cylinders. There's no stopping this train. No Stop stopping. Train is going. Well, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing, being so honest. It was an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening. This has been yet another episode of Common Sense. If you liked the conversation, please consider hitting that follow button on Spotify. Oh, and tell everyone you've ever met to do the same. And while you're feeling generous, why not subscribe to my YouTube channel? I promise I've ridiculed at least one of the identity groups you dislike. You have a great day now. <laughs>